Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Steve Titch, filling in for our regular host, uh, Bill Cox. Bill, Bill, uh, as we you may have been following in past podcasts, did undergo a hip replacement. And boy, uh, I think he took rise and walk way too literally. And so he, he's having a little bit of a relapse. They have to go back and, well, we're not going to get too into details, but he's missing uh, this week's uh, podcast so we wish him well. We wish him to uh, get back on his feet, but take it a little easy, Bill. Uh, we hope to see you soon. Uh, this is uh, the Spiritual Oasis for Men, uh, Man Up. We are in uh, Connect 360, the study guide from Baptist Way Press, Corrections and Counsel. Uh, we are on Lesson 10, our 10th lesson of our study of both letters to the Corinthians by Paul. We are now up to the second letter and, and we'll be in chapter four this week. Uh, with me are two regulars uh, from uh, our, our regular corporate trainer, uh, Robert Kosho, and our attorney of the year for, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. think for Harris County. City of Houston. City of Houston. City of Houston. We got to hold it, hold it in. Thank you. Uh, to, today, to, to, today, the city, tomorrow, the county. <laughs> <laughs> the world. <laughs> the world, the world. Uh, uh, that is Michael Cropper, everyone. Um, and uh, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, as I said, we are, we are in Corinthians uh, chapter 4. The, the title is Maintain an Eternal Perspective. And this will be fun to get into because, uh, like we like to say there, this is not for church answers. These are not the church questions even you'll get. Because sometimes when we go through a rough patch, a, a standard church answer is, well, think about eternity. But we're going to find out that that's pretty hard to do, and even it was hard to do for Paul. Uh, though he, uh, he being an actual witness to Christ, has a lot more oomph behind his statement. So, uh, as we look at this, uh, we'll see really uh, the, uh, again, how Paul is working through these problems with the Corinthian church. Last week we discussed his anger, uh, and he's still kind of, uh, he's still very upset with them. He's worried that his, his relationship has changed. He decided not to go back through Corinth on his trip to Jerusalem. He decided to go a different way uh, out of sheer fear that he might say something that would do more damage. And, well, I'm, I'm going to throw it out here and, and let the guys, the guys in. I think he's... He's really worried at this point uh, because his ministry is church planting. And I think he's really worried that the Corinthian church is going to fail, unravel. Un unravel uh, and, he's, and, and, and I think he's writing this portion, what we're going to read in chapter 4, he's writing it as much to himself as he is to the Corinthians. So what, what, 
What do you guys think, just for starters? I, I think he's writing to the Corinthians himself and to us to kind of take mm-hmm. a look at when, because it is hard. We are very much, we want to go do the work. Mm-hmm. And so we, we tend to think, we don't tend to want to have that long-term perspective. You know, for, for most of us, a five-year plan is a long-term <laughs> plan. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and in God's mind, mm-hmm. there's eternity, which, you know, it's the blink of an eye. Yeah. In the sense. I, th- I, I, th- I think you're so right, Robert, Steve. In fact, I think we will go to great length here in a minute. Robert's going to read the scripture for us, and we're going to go to great length to look at Paul explaining why he works so hard and why he will suffer and experience many persecution afflictions for the glory of God. And I think he's writing this section that we're going to look at today for himself as well as the Corinthians, mm-hmm. to reassure himself. How many times do we do that? How, do we, how many times do we, we speak and reaffirm our own goals and our own targets in life and our own family and everything just for our own benefit as well as the others? So, Robert, would you? Would you Absolutely. Yes. So, once again, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in those whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they may, might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus is Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are not afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed but not despairing, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly delivered over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us but life in you. But having the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Knowing that he who raised Jesus, the Lord Jesus, will also raise us also with Jesus and will present with us, us with you. For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace of which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Thank you. Well, some thoughts. Well, Paul goes through and names a lot of things he's experienced, and we know in other, other books of his, he says he's been ship, shipwrecked mm-hmm. a couple times, right? He's been stoned a couple times. Thrown uh, in jail. He's been beaten, thrown in jail many, many times. Run out of town. 
<laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And he's and and although he uh, he's mad at the Corinthians, like Steve mm -hmm. mentioned, because they they've done so many things that are uh, uh, do not show fruits of being mature Christians. Uh, he's mad at them for being immature Christians. Here he is. He's reemphasizing that his whole purpose in this is for the for the glory of God and for their benefit and to see the light of the glory of God. Uh, and, and, and he compares his, his persecutions, and of course he says they're light afflictions, he compares his persecutions with the persecution that Christ received when he was on the earth. And uh, he says ultimately it'll, it'll result in the reflection of life and the glory of God. One thing that strikes me is, is that the one section of the passage where he goes through and he starts out, let's talk about this a little bit, I think. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. And he's talking about the treasure of Christ in the earthen vessel of our bodies and how temporal we are. That is an analogy that every contemporary of Paul would have understood immediately. Yeah. And you can yeah. talk about why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, because he, he, they, they would put immensely valuable things in these plain clay mm -hmm. jars. I mean, the Dead Sea Scrolls were found in clay jars. How they were really found, there were kids throwing rocks, and a kid threw a rock in a cave, and he heard a pottery jar shatter. <laughs> and they ran in there, and oh my gosh, it's all these scrolls that were thousands of years old. Whoa. The most valuable thing the Jews had seen, it was the community of Essene that had, were those scrolls. And they put them in these clay pots. <laughs> You know, and so I think having that understanding and then taking it further that from kind of where we started, that we live well, the average lifespan now is somewhere around the in the eighty range. You know, it's kind of high seventies, I think. On yeah, it, but it, I'm it's, not kind of, it's bouncing. Yeah, a yeah, little bit it's, right it's, now. It's a lot some, high. If you, I know, we yeah, it's a lot it. higher than it used to be. <laughs> yes, yeah. but it's eighty years. Okay, so we live in Texas. I'm going to give everybody a really good reference point. The Alamo happened, fall of the Alamo, roughly almost 175 years ago now. Okay. The American Civil War, a little over 150 years ago. American Independence, 140 and some change now. Okay. American Independence, American, about 240. Yeah. 240. Right. 240, 240 <laughs> yeah. and some change. That's yeah, right. 240, yeah. 240 and some change. Thank you, Steve. Um, go back to Columbus finding America. Yeah, 1492, so 520 something years. That's a blink of an eye. We're talking about something that was, this was written 2,000 years ago, so four times longer. And when you think about the human lifespan in that, we literally are a speck in the vast temporal expanse of time, as it were. And yet, we contain the most valuable thing there is, the soul. Mm -hmm. And we have that same capacity to share Christ's love to engage other souls. And I think that is one of the most important things that Paul is trying to get across here, that look... You know, we're, we're, you know, we break down. We, you know, we, we've all been joking between Bill having to do, do his little stint. Uh, 
Kyle's out missing tonight because he had to take his mom, who's elderly, mm -hmm. having to go take care of his mom. Mike was out last week with some kind of cold flu. Yeah, like flu. Yeah. Flu thing. Yeah. I missed church Sunday with bronchitis. Bill was out the previous Sunday, I think, with bronchitis. You know, we fall apart pretty quick. We're, we're, <laughs> we do. I mean, I, I'll testify to that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, you, you, the, the whole... Yeah, this is. I mean, this this is a a real insight on his part. Um, we break, we get old, we get frail, we get. We're all. We're, we're. I mean, even even strong people, you know, there's a limit to what they can do. You still uh, a a the, the strongest person can still get killed by a bullet. Uh, it's uh, people are. Uh, we are. We in these temporal times are frail. Uh, what we contain, though, is this, and, and, he, and he writes it, um, all, what, all surpassing yeah. strength, yeah. which in, yeah. in Greek, the word that appears there is dynamis, for dynamo or dynamite, uh, that, the, the, word, the word for dynamo. <laughs> Dynam dynamite comes from that. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're, you know, in this is this tremendous power. I mean, it's not, not just energy, power that is eternal and... Um, I, I, I like uh, what you mentioned here, Robert, again, and, and Steve, you mentioned, referred to, our bodies are very temporal, number one, right? And, and, and folks, I don't know if you believe that there's a time for everybody to die or not. I sometimes think we can, we can speed up the timing if we do something dumb. Now, I, I don't know what you're doing. Boy, that's a man thing about DarwinAwards.com. <laughs> there are some of us who believe... Oh, really? Oh, yes, I, I, mean, I know what you mean. Yes. No, no, no. Let's talk about that. There are some of us that believe if, if we die at five years old, it was God's intent. Or ten mm -hmm. years old. Or yeah. twenty-five years old. And I went to a funeral of... Uh, my, my fiance's nephew last Saturday. He was a baseball player. He's mm -hmm. 24 years old. Oh, jeez. And, uh, and uh, yes, and wonderful guy. Very athletic. Uh, his pa youth pastor stood up from his church and testified. He says, "This guy changed our church. Everybody he met, he invited to church. And one night we weren't equipped for it, but he invited his whole baseball team to church, and they all came, and his coach." Mm -hmm. So he saw many, many lives change for the glory of God. But he went skiing in, in January. Oh, Y'all remember that? Is this yes. the baseball kid? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and folks, uh, as he was coming down the slope, they decided, well, pardon me, they finished skiing. They decided to go one more time before they went to the airport. Yeah. Okay. And he hit a tree. This time he hit a tree the last time. And, and uh, a friend of mine that I rode with, who's a strong, strong Christian, uh, I told her about this. And, and do, do you believe God intended him for die? No, I don't. I don't necessarily think so. You might believe he did. I don't believe so. But, but a friend that I ride home in the car is a tremendous Christian. She said a friend of mine loves skiing. She says, and she's been many, many times, and she's been taken off the slope injured twice. And both times she went one too many times. She said she was tired. The group she was with skied down the hill, down the slope, and they decided to go one more time before they left, and they were tired. So now, did now again the story I'm talking about this young man that got killed? Did this happen to him? I don't know, but I understood that they 
decided to go one more time in addition to it. Yeah. So the question is there, and, and, and again, this is this is deviating from our our, our scripture. We'll go right back yeah, to it. But the question is, <laughs> yeah, do you do you believe that there is a a specific time for you to pass? And I I, I believe there is. Can you speed it up? Yes, I believe you can. <laughs> I think I, I I think it knows, and I I always go back to this crazy analogy because it's the only one that makes sense to me. If everybody remembers back in math class, yeah, you know, and you would look at the line. You know, mm -hmm. and from zero, infinity to infinity, zeros in the middle, mm -hmm. negative, positive, all that good stuff from math class. We're that we're a speck on that line in any given moment. Yeah. God mm -hmm. sees the whole line. Mm -hmm. So he's and I don't know if it's there's a whole bunch of Calvinistic uh -huh. predestination <laughs> theology we can oh, talk about here that I'm not going to open that can of worms. <laughs> we're back to that. So do I think do I think God preordains that people die at certain times? No. Do I think God knows people are going to die at a certain time? Yes. Yes. That's kind of uh -huh. my answer to it. I I think I'm I'm on the I'm I would say that, <coughs> and I know sometimes there's nothing else to say to someone. But I don't think God intends for a child to die. I don't. I don't think God intends for an accident to happen. I think I those are those are parts of the fallen world. Yes. And in fact, you're in, in one way of looking at uh, looking at the story you just told. You take it back to jars of clay. We get tired. We make bad judgments. Uh, 100%. Uh, yes. and, 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 so, and so it is unfortunate, and I do not want, I, and, and, and I mean, I, my and sympathies to the family of this, this young man, I'm not trying to dis, but, but uh, and I think it reflects poorly on God, because God, we, 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 God loves us. He wants what's best for us, but, you know, we've got free will, we've got human frailty, we've got sin to deal with as part of this. And in, in, in a broken world. Yes. In a world that's yes. not designed has has mm -hmm. God intended it. And so because of that I, and I think that's I guess that's why the Georgia Clay are such a great mm -hmm. analogy because yes. they really are pretty you know, if you've ever really messed with them, they're kind of frail things. <laughs> I always, there's always my wife keeps jars in the in, in the backyard. I mean, for plants. Yeah. And inevitably, I'm out there and I'll knock one over and and it's gone. gone. And here we go. Well, now, now let's go back to what we're talking about. Now the yeah. earthen okay. jars we're talking about, yeah. guys. Great, great comparison. What Paul did say, though, that's really, really, really encouraging here. Um, in verse 16, he says. We do not lose heart, but our outer man, our outer man is decaying, but our inner man, man. is being renewed day by yeah. day. So yeah. our soul and our spirit mm -hmm. is new each day. We are not as though we are the same age as our body, which is really encouraging to me. In fact, I feel mm -hmm. new in my spirit many times mm -hmm. every day, yeah. especially when I'm seeking the Lord. Well, and, and I think that's something for us to keep down as we, as we do get our physical body gets more tired. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that we do have... The capability to renew our spiritual mind, that we have the capability yes. mm -hmm. to renew our yes. mind and to keep working through. And, and I like how, you, I think, Steve, mm -hmm. you mentioned at the beginning, you know, Paul always talked about working through his faith. Mm -hmm. And that, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of that particular piece where he talks about working through your faith. You know, that mm -hmm. it really is a work every day something that you've got to do, that you've got to engage in, and that you've got to be a part of, of this continually seeking God to kind of move forward. He, he also has this, this, this passage here of, 
of juxtapositions um, where he kind of it's goes, you know, this is temporal, this is eternal. We are we are we are hard pressed. Which you know he he, he basically acknowledges all the problems, all the slings and arrows of this yes. this world. We're hard pressed, we're afflicted, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, which you know, confounded, confused, thwarted. Why why does a young man crash and die? What we're, per yeah. we're perplexed, but we're we're not in despair. Yes. Because um, we heard his good testimony. Um, just, you know, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah. you know, we're persecuted, not abandoned, striving, and he elevates each time. Struck down, but not destroyed. Almost, almost, you know, opposites. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Here, here is a basic, here's another place in Scripture where it outright says bad things happen. Yeah. You know, nothing's, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Um, you're going to suffer. The point he's making is that, as, 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 and, and we'll continue to talk about this, is that there's something beyond this. Mm -hmm. That this is exactly that, temporal, the dot on the, the small dot on the line. Yeah, small right? dot on the line. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to take a break, but I want to talk a little about that, that line of the temporal and the eternal okay. in just a minute. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're with Man Up, the spiritual oasis for men. I'm Steve Titch with Robert Koshu and Mike Cropper. Yes. We're studying uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, where Paul talks about, uh, well, he contrasts the temporal and the eternal. And I'll start by asking, and what I find in this section, and here, here's something that I think is, is a, that came to me while I was studying this and, and actually reading some of the, the study work too. Generally, we tend to think, oh, we've got this life, we die, and if we're good, we go to heaven. We're with God and Jesus, yay. <laughs> I think there's a, a certain inference here that the lines overlap. Oh, most definitely. That, that our, our eternal life, even in a metaphorical sense, begins when we accept Christ. Okay. This 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 power begin this power of renewal begins working with us. I, I totally agree with that. I think the Scripture totally supports this because it does talk about that. We're about where Mike read earlier, where we're being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, uh -huh. so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. And I think I definitely think that that we really start with the idea that when we're born again in Christ, 
we do start our eternal life with him. That, that really, is, it's a second birth. Yeah, we start mm-hmm. our growth we, as a babe, just like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. We start off uh, with just like we're one month old, one day mm-hmm. old, and we build from there, right? Depending on how right. much we want to spend time studying and learning about God. How much we want to spend and how much time we want to spend yeah. and how much sacrifice we're willing to make as a part of that. Uh, Paul, Paul mentioned some things up in um, 1, 2, or 3, and he talks about, you know, he says that the, the gospel is so important to him that, again, all these things that he has suffered and, and been persecuted with are nothing in comparison to the eternal life that we have and the glory that God has provided for us. And he makes a comment in verse 3 and uh, 2 and 3, let's see, specifically three, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. He says, so we're presenting the gospel our, to the best of our ability. We're leaving it to Holy Spirit to render the, to the seeds and cause the seeds to grow, right? But yet there are some people who the God of this earth will try to veil and hide the gospel from so they cannot understand it, right? And I add to that, there are also some who don't want to know the gospel, right? I know you guys have, have run across people like that who really want to argue with you and don't care to hear about the truth of the gospel. They, they don't care to hear it because they don't want to hear Right, they, right. They, just, they, exactly. have, they have literally the old heart turned to stone and moved the other direction, away from God and away from the gospel, so much so that, that it can't penetrate them anymore. I mean, not that it, it could, but they have turned so hard. Because I, I do think there comes a point in time where the Holy Spirit will turn away. You know, I, I think, you know, it's a, boy, when you get there, I just don't know how far you have to go to get there. But I, I think there is a point where the Holy Spirit will actively not seek you anymore. I think if you seek, He'll still come. But there comes a point in time when... I don't know. You don't. You don't think that that God always seems to be looking. He, he I, does, but I do. But I do. But I have seen the scripture. I God, I can't remember where, where it talks about God turning His face. Oh, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. you. You know those, those people. Mm-hmm. You know there is few and far between, and you, they could still have salvation, but. I, well, we know that we know that God turned His face on Christ when He was on the cross. Oh, yeah. But it was for a temporary time, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Right. But and then that was to complete the cycle complete of sin, the cycle. right? Whatever, however you want to call it, He had to complete the death on the cross to atone for our right. sins, and He could not look on sin. But yes, uh, gosh, it's been a long time since I heard teaching on that, Robert. Yeah. Where you keep rejecting the Holy Spirit and he keeps calling you and calling you and calling you and it, and it gets harder to hear him until finally there's a point which it's like he's and, and it may not be turning away maybe maybe that's a better way to put it that you're so far down that the spirit's voice is so small that you really I can't, can't I, I guess the uh, so I grew up in the 80s too much <laughs> rock music um, so we have a uh, water cooler in our office mm-hmm. and our maintenance guy was in there dropping a box off and he goes, oh, water cooler's beeping at you. A water cooler beeps <laughs> when the water gets low? I don't hear that frequency. I can't hear, uh, can't hear anything high yet. With my, with my hearing, the way it is. Yeah. And I, so I think that's kind of a good analogy. 
That, uh, that turned, is a good I, point. I will speak for, and I and and, and but I'm not I'm not going to get what I'm going to say isn't isn't this isn't really biblical. I think I think to some extent, people who spend their life turning away from God or moving away from God end up pretty much that's where they're going to end up being ultimately. I do think I'm going to I'm going to speak kind of in, in this because it's part of my testimony. Um, I'm going to go intellectual on you, but Yvonne Waugh wrote uh, *Brideshead Revisited*, and uh, one of the characters. It's and 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 it's, it is. Yvonne Waugh was a was a practicing Catholic, and the characters in *Brideshead Revisited*. The family is Catholic, but they're not very good Catholics. They're pretty much. Uh, well, they're pretty much wandering and squandering, but one of the themes is, and the character puts it, the twitch upon the thread, uh-huh. where, where he compares, to, you know, God will let you go out on the fishing line like a fisherman, and that line will reel out, maybe a good long distance, but at a certain point, he's going to put the twitch on the thread and wind you back in. And in many ways that's what happens to a few characters in the in the novel. And it sort of pairs with my testimony. So I'll, I'll speak for a God who's who's ready to put a little twitch on the thread. Well, and, and, and I think that's a good, maybe, maybe <laughs> my, uh, that's a good comparison because I analogized it to I don't hear that frequency anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yes. and that may be, you know, it's kind of the same thing that you have gone so far. Maybe that's where we're headed. That you've gone mm-hmm. so far that you can't really hear <coughs> God speaking to you because you've chosen to ignore it for so long. You know mm-hmm. that you're just not hearing God screaming at you, mm-hmm. twitching your thread. You know, <laughs> you, you may be so far. He may not be twitching. He may be yanking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, you know, and you're not paying attention I, to it. I think you. What you. What you're. The examples you guys are providing again has to do with the heart of the individual. If yes. the person does not want to serve God, he's he, he'll let him go, and no matter how hard he yanks, he won't come back. But if the person's heart is truly served God, and we all at one point or another we get mm-hmm. carried off and get pulled away the side, I get pulled away the side sometimes, and then have to shake mm-hmm. myself. And the Lord, it's the Lord pulling on the line, like you say, Steve, saying. Mike, remember where you are and look at what you're looking at and what you're doing, what you're reading, what you're viewing on the TV. There are certain mm-hmm. things that are not good, that are not conducive to my growth in the Lord. And he will hit at me and pull on me, just like you say, Steve, when I get too far in one direction. Uh, some people can watch horror movies. I cannot watch horror movies. Okay, It, it, it affects my mm-hmm. Christian walk with the Lord. But my kids can walk, watch horror movies. It doesn't bother them. But so sometimes the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit has to draw on me and pull me back if I start watching something that will affect mm-hmm. me mentally or spiritually. Uh, so it's very interesting. Well, point he, he Paul Paul writes it twice, uh, verse one, and, and uh, there he goes. Verse sixteen. Uh, we do not lose heart. Yes. He puts it right in, right in those exact terms. Right. We do not lose heart. Heart, as you as you pointed, the outer man is decaying; the inner man is being renewed. And, and I think it's that inner man being renewed is the part that we have to remember. And and I think one of the things with for us as men is for us to keep in mind, this is kind of a leadership thing, is mm-hmm. that Paul's taken a very strategic view here. Mm-hmm. He's taken a very long range view of 
the Christian walk. That it's not about right now. It's not about how I feel. It's not about what the church has mm-hmm. given me. You know, it's not the fact that I come to a nice building with an awesome orchestra and a choir and a, you know, and a preacher mm-hmm. that's great and he has great illustrations and he has, mm-hmm. does this and we have great lighting mm-hmm. and we're on Facebook. Very and, comfortable. You know, <laughs> yeah, and it, in yeah. a comfortable building with good pews, uh-huh. it's air conditioned and heated. Then I come up and I'm hanging around people that are, wow, kind of like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that it's not about all of that. It's more about the souls that we that we are called to minister to, and the souls that we're called to save. How many you're getting there? Because I have one question here. Um, how you reshape your perspective to be more eternal? It's it's easier to it's easy to say. This. Oh, it's, it's easy, easy to, to say. read this. But and and how do you obviously obviously you want you, and obviously it's best to go into a period of trial or suffering with that perspective in place and mm-hmm. often probably 99% of the time we're not prepared for that but in in every day throwing it out to both of you how do you how can and we reshape our perspectives to be more eternal to 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 focus on that eternal life line as opposed to the temporal life line boy i don't know the the uh, author here asks he says what challenges now? He looks at us and points his finger at us and says, What challenges are you currently yeah, facing in your ministry role? That's question number three at the back. He says, How does Paul's example help you? Yeah, that's my How question. can you yeah. reshape? Which is exactly what you're asking. Yes, yeah, yeah. uh, you, you, you found me out. Perspective? Right, no. <laughs> yeah. no, no. I'm well, glad you asked that because. Okay. I, I didn't have an answer when I read that question before I came up here. I don't have an answer right now. I mean, I, I know what I'd like to do. I think it goes to what? some of what Kyle said, what, two weeks ago, last week. You know, that you know sometimes you, you feel like Paul was looking at the mirror and it's like, God, Paul, you know better than that. You know, And I think sometimes we just have to do that. Look at ourselves in the mirror and say, oh, come on. You know, is this really important? You know, this, you're being petty. You're being stupid. Big picture, big mm-hmm. picture, and, and I really think it, it it comes down almost to a mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of I've done a lot. I'm reading a couple of books on mindset right mm-hmm. now um, because of work, and it, it it's a it's it's having a perspective in your head that's mm-hmm. not about the right now, that's not about the temporal, that's about <coughs> where are we going, how are we doing it. What are we going to do? What's really important? And it, it talks about how people that, if all they can ever see is this one little narrow view, the books I'm reading, uh-huh. talk about how they can't grow beyond that. So why does somebody have a, someone who, and, and there's nothing wrong if you manage a McDonald's, I am not mm-hmm. insulting you. What keeps the, man, the person managing the McDonald's down the road from becoming the CEO of McDonald's? Assuming he goes and gets the education mm-hmm. and does everything else, no, that's in the way. There are other things that prohibit him. Some of it is his mm-hmm. limiting worldview or his limit view mm-hmm. of himself. And I think there's a lot of that that we can apply towards what we think about in when we think about our ministry and our life and everything else. We have to look beyond our small little little piece. And have mm-hmm. that great worldview, and and it's just it's it is. I think it's a mindset. 
You so practically speaking, how do we do that in our in our job? I boy, if I if I could bottle that and sell it, I could be a millionaire. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Okay. I, I think it. I think it. I think it comes with growth as a Christian. Yeah. I think having your daily faith walk is a large part of that. Yeah. Um, not that if you have a daily faith walk, you're not going to go the other direction too. Mm. But I, I think that's a lot of part of it. I think some of it is just. Coming what, to an acceptance of it. What, what I would like to do, I, I, you know, and, and I see people who are gifted in this area. I ride the bus to, to work, and every day I'd like to grab somebody by their collar and say, you need to accept Jesus or you're going to hell. Okay? But that doesn't really always work. And Christ didn't really do that except no. to the Pharisees, right? God That's the only one he actually And the lawyers! So, so, and in my heart, once in a while, I'll talk with somebody about church and ask yeah. them if they go to church and if they believe. Uh, I, I'm pretty gentle about it because it, it's the opposite of what you expect me as an attorney, especially mm-hmm. going to trials and stuff like that. I would like to be one of those, but I, I think with that comes an anointing, maybe practice, maybe a gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's what my view of what. I would like to be doing, but I don't do that here when, yeah. uh, when we read this question. And, and what is my ministry? My ministry is to love the people around me and love the people at work and, uh, and, 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 and do it with discipline, right, guys? And, and right. Be a, try to be the mature person God wants us to be. Try, try to be the mature person and be the witness God mm-hmm. yes. wants us to That people see, you know, the old, the old wives' tale about you're the only Bible a lot of people ever mm-hmm. read. Yeah. You know, and how you treat people and how you act with people. How about you, Steve? Oh, well, all of it. You're, you're right. Um, Dr. Stephen Hatfield, who wrote a, who wrote some background uh, teaching materials for this lesson, is it Pastor Hatfield? Stephen Hatfield is from Lewisburg, Louisville, Texas. Pastor of First Baptist Church. Shout out there, because because this is this is from him. Um, and he, he did a number of ways to, to uh, a number of ways to um, to basically work toward that eternal perspective. But one that jumped out dropped out jumped out at me uh, was to view um, to basically to understand that your sufferings are not wasted. Uh, and, and this is for someone who's dealing with uh, a problem. I mean, when you, if you're laid off, that's a temporal issue. You are not putting food on the table. You're not paying your mortgage. It's 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 you know the, your your life in heaven is not going to get you uh, bread on the table. Right. right. Uh, so you're acknowledging, but but that suffering isn't pointless. And uh, he says God can use anything to work for our ultimate good and bring glory to His name. Um, I'm just as I'm really you know you know annoyed with the idea of the gospel of wealth. I'm also annoyed with the idea of the gospel of suffering, that we are put on earth to suffer and somehow we get points in heaven for suffering. I don't think God to wants extreme. us to suffer. I think, I think he, he suffers with us to the extent he really does sympathize. But we can, even when we're suffering, we, don't have, we, we can know this is not, this is not wasted. I, I, there, I, I can still walk with the Lord. I can still turn this into a witnessing event even in my own pain well it's it's one of the like we talked about several times if you've gone through that then you can walk along beside someone mm-hmm. who's had that who, who's experiencing that issue now 
And I think mm -hmm. that's one thing you always have to think about. And I, I'm kind of with you. I, I get annoyed at both sides of that argument. Mm -hmm. I, 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 mm -hmm. Do I think God set the world to motion and step back and let it mm -hmm. run like some people? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I think he's actively involved. Do I think the world behaves as it does because why? Sin came into the mm -hmm. world and I, I think we will never know until we go face, come face to face with God and can ask him to explain to us. So when Adam took the bite of the apple, exactly what <laughs> happened? <Yeah. laughs> Please explain it to me. Because I, I, I think everything that we see in the world from suffering to argument to excessive wealth to excessive suffering stems from that. And I can't... Yeah, I, no, we, we, well, we can... Yeah, it's a, it's a. I would say it is a. It is a very good encapsulation, but because somewhere in the world, somewhere, somewhere in time, yes. somewhere in the march of human evolution, sin entered the world. Yep. we went from this state of grace. We can, we can, we can understand it, and so the writers of Genesis boil it down to a to a point of of yep. supreme disobedience. And goes, well, what else are you going to do? <laughs> and yeah, but I think your question is good. So, so keep that. You yeah, know. you know where, you know what exactly happened. Mm -hmm. You know because um, everything. Yeah, I know. Was it really an apple, or did yeah, Adam I, really I, just I, turn his back? Or, yeah, or, I mean, whatever, whatever. However, the analogy works. Take a step. At yeah. the end of the day, sin entered, and mm -hmm. I don't think I think everything that that happens in the world right now at this instant. You know, from the man who's abusing his wife to the drunk who's there to the wars to the 88-year-old person dying in hospice, you know, to the person in their home alone by themselves, to the person in rural Kentucky that didn't have dinner tonight. I think all of that just comes down to the fact that sin entered into the world. And we're never going to understand it. And I think our job is just called to come and minister to it. And I think that's why we have to have the eternal perspective. Because if we mm -hmm. don't have it, then we do get into the despair. Yeah. You know, because they, they, all the things I just mm -hmm. named, none of those were really great. I mean, there was a bunch of small little problems there. and it's a, mm -hmm. but, it, but having the eternal perspective that we're here to serve a greater eternal purpose kind of helps us move forward with what we're doing in our lives. And I think that's the biggest piece of it. And with that, that's the end of the broadcast. <laughs> that's a good wrap-up. That's a good wrap-up. Anybody? No, no, no. Any, 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 anyone else? And Michael, do you have anything to, anything to follow that? That eloquence. <laughs> yeah, I... I um, I think there's some eternal principles here in everything we do. From the time yeah. we're little, our parents tell us to set a goal in life. Our, tell, our parents tell us to get an education that we might better ourselves. Uh, our whole life is based on setting goals and then, of course, the hope that we will experience the benefits we will, and, and we will receive the benefits we will obtain from the goals which we have set and which we accomplish. And then... And, and, and now what am I getting at? I'm getting at the same thing with Paul. Paul went through a great deal of training in his life. He studied under Gamaliel or Gamaliel. He was very intelligent and um, a Pharisee of Pharisees. 
But when Christ called him and knocked him off his horse or donkey, whatever the heck he was on, Paul said, everything I accomplished before Christ is nothing. It's absolute dung. Instead, everything I will seek to do for Christ, and that's simply spread the gospel. And, and my goal is to spread the gospel at any cost and to share the good news with everybody I meet. And he went into temples, uh, synagogues. He argued with lawyers. <laughs> he <laughs> argued with, with uh, rabbis. And, and he just he made it a war. And, and he will tell you this in all his books that he, he sought out at every, every cost he could to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that was his goal. And that was his uh, his target. He did a darn good I, job. And doing I th that. I think also because because in line with what you're saying, um, if you if you are a Christian and you're you're working toward that eternal perspective, it, it sometimes it's, it's hard to forget. Paul Paul isn't just writing buck me up stuff here. He yeah. he experienced this. He had every reason to believe in this eternal concept because he. <laughs> Came face to face with a resurrected Jesus, uh, and 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 he was among the many witnesses who did. Uh, and ultimately, as we know, Paul dies for his faith, uh, so he's willing to carry this through. But so this is not just you know self help. Uh, look in the mirror and say, "I'm going to be yeah. great today." He is saying he he it's, it's his his huge testimony of faith here, and and he's speaking. From his experience. Yes. Yes. It is a very, very colorful set of scriptures, to say the least. Oh, most definitely, yes. And, uh, um, I'm going to, to wrap up by, uh, by I guess, we, I didn't point out, this is podcast number 88. Uh, moving right along. Um, you can find all our podcasts on SoundCloud. Uh, we also have a good bunch of them on iTunes. Uh, if you liked it, please uh, please subscribe. Uh, please write a comment. Uh, you can also visit our website. That's manupspiritualoasis.com. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter. Give us a shout out. And on Facebook. Uh, and um, that is it for now. Uh, this has been Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.